It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, college football's only podcast has an extremely momentous episode tonight because... At long last, for the first time ever, because none of us on this podcast have ever done it before, ever, in any form, we may all gamble on sports legally. Man. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever placed a sports bet. No. Like, I've definitely, I've definitely done a March Madness pool and I've played fantasy football and like other stuff that you could say, but I really don't think I've like gone to a sports book or used an online book. I, I just don't think I've done it. How you would know, you do it? Yeah, those are, by the way, those are the melodious tones of uh, one Bud Elliott, who I have a very important question for Bud after we talk about gambling. Uh, <laughs> that would be founder of Tomahawk Nation, recruiting guru, uh, Costco online deal finder extraordinaire, and <clears throat> someone who has some familiarity with, with wagering. Uh, Bud... You are um, you are a second legal expert on on the podcast. Congratulations! It, hey, if you're gonna have a senior, might as well have a junior. Who's the? I don't want to. Aren't no, you? damn it! You're an attorney. I don't want to. Why do I? Why do I gotta be the old? Why do I have to be the old? Also, that implies that I'm gonna know. Oh Jesus! A Supreme Court case came out today, and you want me to be the reigning legal authority? Have you? And read it's it? about the. I of course not. Okay, I have yeah. a real job. I'm not just reading. I'm just not just casual and reading SCOTUS decisions. Are you kidding me? That's just long and it's formatted stupidly. Have you have you ever had to file with the Supreme Court? They color code shit. They do everything stupid and special because they think they're Hogwarts. They're not Hogwarts. They might be Hogwarts. If that's Hogwarts, then like we realize that Hogwarts is like super mad overrated, right? 
Yeah, yeah, we already knew that. I mean, there's got to be this whole... Hufflepuff and Slytherin broke off and formed their own like Splinter Cell Academy. That's the Supreme Court. You know how you know how you know Hogwarts is overrated. Nobody ever used their owl to get weed. <laughs> Only Dumbledore. <laughs> I have a feeling Dumbledore did that with like company accounts, Dumbledore. right? <laughs> right. Like I mean, he he had like there's like yeah, man, the dragon smokes because he's a dragon. Uh uh-uh. uh No way, man. This is this is merely for experimentation. I want to know. I want to know what the Arizona state of the wizarding world was, and how do I get into it? I think it was still Arizona State. (laughs) Look at their mascot. It's definitely Arizona State. Uh, uh, But no, we're here to talk to Bud uh, about gambling. Sweet, sweet gambling given to us by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison and all the founders. Because when they threw off the shackles of England, they did so for one reason and one reason alone. That we might gamble on sports which at the time there wasn't a lot of opportunity it was just like bad lacrosse i mean let's be clear on one thing here right yeah this is this is uh this is basically giving this is giving the states permission to do it right do you really want to get into what this decision is yes it's reverse it it is uh striking down a federal law that barred states from a running their own sports gambling schemes. Uh, It's basically saying that doing so did not meet the preemption uh, doctrine necessary to quote unquote, fill the area, the legislative area. And now yes, states are free to pass their own laws and schemes and do so without uh, being in violation of federal law. It's probably the same um, argument we're going to see for weed very soon. Is that about so? Yeah, is that, is that about right, bud? That's yeah. That sounds about right to me. I, I'm sorry. I uh, Marlins man is apparently in Kansas City. I, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching TV in the background. I was like, what the hell is Marlins man doing in Kansas City? And, and are the Marlins? The, well, the Marlins, Bay, I assume, are not playing. They're not playing. It's Tampa Bay and Kansas City, apparently. And and and, uh, and Marlins man, I think is still is still pissed at the Marlins because. They wouldn't renew his season tickets or something. I'm not really is clear. Is he protesting by like going to other shitty teams? Oh, that's fantastic. Whatever you got, you know, whatever you got to do to make your weird girlfriend jealous. <laughs> girlfriend? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say multiple, yeah. but um, yeah. I'm not sure if he was actually. Yeah, yeah girlfriend. <laughs> Singular, poor <before. laughs> right. um, Nobody's trying to get sued here, bud. Nobody's trying to get sued. Keep it together. That would be great if we get sued for the episode where we have two people with law degrees on. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. I don't know why you think like the presence of lawyers means we're less likely to get sued. I mean, the more you have in the room, you know, the, the chances rise. Okay, whatever you say, buddy. I'm just saying, I know how my people settle disputes. <laughs> Faking your death. That's how. I was going to say insurance fraud. Insurance fraud, faking your death. The occasional half-hearted fist fight. Let's be honest. Nobody's finishing a fight, right? Faking, faking your death is just like Super Saiyan insurance fraud. So, Do you have a family member who's faked their own death? No. not. I mean, not that I know of. This is kind of a tricky question, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know? Okay, let's, let's rephrase. <laughs> like, like, the answer is maybe. 
The answer for everybody is mate. Unless all your family members are alive, in which case, good on you. Everybody's really honest answer has to be to you. maybe. I have an uncle who, had, or a great uncle, I guess, who had to flee the country. But I don't know if faking his death was was along with it. Where do Where do you go? Um, he went back to if Bulgaria. You're, if you're at liberty to say, no, he and this was in like the 70s, which makes what he did even, I guess, funnier isn't really the word. But he, uh, this was in West Virginia. I guess I don't have to say, but there was a man who had been molesting his niece. Uh, and he and one of my other uncles tarred and feathered the dude and the dude died uh, and he went back to Bulgaria they both did this was in like 1970 something because my mother was a teenager when this happened and has like full memories of this happening so it's not like this was some far off uh, mountain home yarn Um, I don't know if he if he faked his death along with it but he's back in the motherland now wouldn't rule it out like no. it, it was definitely on the table at, at the very mm. least. You don't do that to, and say like that's not. Oh, that's too far. I have Where questions do you get about that much tar in I, this day and age. It's always my first question. Well, one there was you find a you find a roofer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this is a mining town, so I assume it's you know pretty easy to have to hand, but it seems like it'd take a lot of tar. What are we talking about again? Volume of tar to cover it. <laughs> okay, I see. We're staying on topic. Thanks, Holly. Yeah, really I was going to say, it. I also have questions about Bulgaria's return policy. It's pretty liberal, <laughs> from what I can see. <laughs> Why? It's a, return policy suggests that, like, Bulgaria is unhappy with their purchase. <laughs> they just, just bring but, it back. No questions asked. But, but we have receipts. My Bulgarian cousins are mean as hell, and I'm going to let y'all talk. Yeah, I've got, uh, <laughs> let's see, I have four children's medium shirts that are too small i've got a an electric toothbrush that i never used or opened and i have two murderers it's fine we'll take it all okay um but what what let me ask you the the hardest question should people gamble on college football Uh, yeah why (laughs) jesus i mean jesus christ there's like 128 teams and probably only like 15 are actually worth watching. Like, like, sorry, PAPN, but how in the hell do you find interest in the other games? You know, like, yeah, definitely bet on college football. So you're saying gamble just so you have interest in the other games or gamble just because it's a very limited set of teams that you have to worry about in the first place. I don't think Bud's actually sorry. Fair. I mean, we, we have to balance up. Like like the the college football hipsterdom of PAPN, you know, we we need a little bit of balance. Um, I'll, I'll I'll play the bad guy. I'm not. That's fine. I'm, I'm not saying you're incorrect. Okay, I'm, just I'm gonna. You're not sorry. I'm gonna work my I'm gonna work my my magic here, and okay. probably make this worse. But I'm gonna try to make Great. it better first. That doesn't sound like you. Um, is this that what Bud is also saying? Is he saying that information in college football is is everywhere? And the knowledge of that information is asymmetrical, right? Like, you can probably figure out that a spread is too big or too large based on how sorry that team might be that you've seen, right? Oh, I just figured it out. Bud's going to start a subscription-only message board where he gives out gambling tips. Oh, the Bud letter. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
which again is what the owl is supposed to bring you at Hogwarts if you have any fun to do. That's what the that's what Professor that's what Professor Elliot of the Dark Arts brings you. <laughs> brings you but with his mighty winged owl. He, oh. With Oakleys. Your owl would have Oakleys. It would have big old nineties Oakleys on. They'd be like, that's Bud's owl. Michael so Casagrande I'll write it like John Crux style. Oh my god! Michael uh, <laughs> was pointing out on Twitter today that maybe the greatest benefit of legalized gambling is that we won't get those Bavada emails anymore. But I don't think that's right. No, no, no. I don't think no, I don't ho- think we're ever going to be free of those. Holly, Holly, there. All right. So what Holly's referring to is that if you work in sports media, even a little, even for a very short amount of time, even literal will- years ago. You will get on the mailing list of basically, up until now at least, every offshore uh, gambling entity that does college football odds and usually some other shit as well. And they will send you like, hey, here's, you know, the updated odds on who's going to win the SEC, the updated odds on who's going to win the Heisman. uh, And they basically want you to write about them because people will click on it and everybody wins, blah, 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 except, you know, people who bet. I got an email today. At noon on the dot from BetDSI, bragging about how in February they offered odds on two things. When the Supreme Court would deliver a ruling on this issue, on uh, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, and what that ruling would be. If you bet May 14th, you got 8 to 1 odds. Congratulations, you did great. Uh, unfortunately, the odds were tilted very much in favor of overturning rather than uh, rather than upholding the law. So, yeah, they they they're now eating their own tail. That's what it's gotten to. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. Was it from uh, Scott Cooley? It's from Cool Media. So yeah, it is from Scott Cooley. Yeah. He, I, I think he runs the PR for a lot of these books. Cause he, I can't he believe be, he snagged that name. He used to be somewhere else. Cool media? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but why should people bet on college football? It seems like the worst idea possible. Oh, I, I don't know if it's a good idea, but it's <laughs> should definitely do it. That's why you should subscribe to my newsletter on Mondays out every day at 8 a.m. Only the hottest hits, Bud Letting. Bud Letting. And definitely get VSN on uh, Sirius XM Radio, which is... <laughs> I, have you ever tried to listen to that? That is... No. Uh, no. It's rough. Yeah, I, I tuned in one time. I was like, you know, I had a long drive for some of the recruiting stuff. Uh, okay, no. Next. If you ever wanted, like, an oral analog to, like, the divorced dad eating at the card table in radio form, it's that station. <laughs> Yeah, that would be um, if you listen to it. Does it have a lot of like radio, like radio standard sports guy voice? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's almost entirely that. Yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys who sound like they are three cigarettes away from getting the stoma implant. Right. (laughs) Welcome to betting radio. (laughs) And they all try to like out outterm each other you know who has more more betting vocab and probably turn off most of their audience so what is what is the what is the best betting vocab term oh gosh but i feel like you gotta say you gotta incorporate the word like vig 
You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man, big is a great. But can one. you give us like two real betting terms and a fake one, and we have to find the fake one? <laughs> you can take okay. a minute to think about it. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, because I have a I have a complaint, and I'll just go ahead and give that, which is that, um, you know, on EDSBS, I complained about the person who is only into gambling and will only talk to you about a spread, right? Like intro hey how you doing oh no it's pretty good it's a good tuesday yeah you know i'm on keto it's going great um you know what do you think about that uh, i mean it's good to talk to you and everything but what do you what do you think about that you know that notre dame uh stanford spread you know it's like eight points this seems like does that seem like a lot to you i mean i hope your kids are okay how's the wipe what you know and your mom you have a mom yeah like what it's good but but what about that um yeah that guy I, because and it doesn't bother me when that people post and this conversation all feel very specific and personal. They are. I have like <laughs> I have like at least three people who do this, and um and I've weaned a couple of them off of it, but they keep coming back to it every now and have then. Have you so tried can... like shanking them advice wise? No, that oh, oh <laughs> like 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 right. it's like if it's like hmm. Let's see. Alabama's playing uh, Monroe, and the spread is like uh, you know twelve. Uh, Alabama's lost to Monroe before. You got to look at the all-time series. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way Alabama have you, covers. Have you tried to just like aversion therapy them away from you? Yeah, the over/under in this Florida game is. Oh, you got to bet the over, bro. Got to bet the over. Florida's been sitting on unused points. They got to cash those in. Yeah. You know, it's like sub. It's like a sub club. You got stamps. Yeah, you don't use them until the end. You got to fire, you, you gotta fire so, that in, bro. You got to fire that in. You got to do it. Mail it in. Mail it in. Guess what comes back? Cash in the mail. That's what they got. Cash in the mail. It's a gambling term I just made up. Hot gambling <laughs> expert, Spencer Hall. Cash in the mail. That's definitely not how sub club works. Yeah. But yeah, right. I, I have that problem. And I also have the problem of anyone who tries to uh, like tie a parlay together. Because that's when I know that you're into some kind of freakery that I'm just like, all right, so I got these five games. And if they all happen, I'm like, what do you not understand about probability and information? What if you could Tony Hawk your own money? What if you could do that? (laughs) Combo, combo. All right. Sorry, bud. Do you have uh, real and fake gambling terms for us to fail at miserably? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I just figured that we'd be bad at this and that would be funny. All right. uh, We have Polish middle. Polish middle. Oh, Nick already lost. Nick, and Nickel. Steam. Gee, I wouldn't. Need, I, only one of these I'm confident is like a term that would ever come up in this podcast. It's Polish middle, naturally. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, aren't you the Polish middle of this podcast? What What does that even mean? I know it it's makes not me nice. feel whatever it is. It makes me feel shame. <laughs> that's 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 your usual reaction. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna say Steam. Yeah, Steam. Actually, I'm gonna go. They're, they're all real. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Like they're all so ridiculous. Uh, oh man, we got what is, all right, what is so steam what is, is like what is steam mean? when there's a bunch of momentum behind the line and it starts moving really fast? And if you if you have like a like a line service or something where you can see all the different online casinos at once, I've heard these things exist. Uh, you can take a look and you'll see like the lines pop and they'll go from like three to three and a half to four really quickly across the board. So that line's being steamed and you have a lot of, uh, a lot of momentum behind the bets, a lot of, a lot of bets are being placed and the line's just kind of rising real fast. All right. But I want you to tap into the darkest part of yourself. Can you do that for me? 
It's not even football season. Okay. Okay. The, the comfort is, um, that's disquieting, but we'll move on from that. <laughs> when you heard today that the gambling case had come down and, and federal law had been overturned, and now we have this wide open new world, what was the most devious thought that went through your head? I I was kind of pissed because I was like, man, a lot of the people who are betting online are probably going to start betting in, you know, state run or, or state approved books. And that's going to be taxed and probably money's going to have to go to the leagues and all this other stuff. And those are going to be basically like the prices at these new places you find are probably going to suck compared to what you can get online. But mm-hmm. if a lot of the people leave the online market because they just would rather do it uh, more conveniently and more uh, legally, I guess you could say, uh, then a lot of the offshore business is going to be hurt. So that was kind of, I was kind of bummed about that. Um, so I, I don't want to have to go to a place to bet. I'd r- much rather just in theory, uh, do it. My but computer. what if that, what if that place is just Publix? Like parlay cards at Publix? Yeah. Good afternoon. Yeah, like what if, you have my yeah. attention. Yeah. What if you're just in line at Publix and you know, it's like, okay, uh, there's my little mini fridge where I can get a Mountain Dew or an Arizona iced tea. There's my candy setup. There's my Us Weekly. And here's here are the betting slips. Yeah, they here. do it right where they have the lottery tickets. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's what if there's like a little odds? I, ha- I would love that if there's like an odds board right there. I think you can actually do that in Delaware right now, like parlay cards. Uh, I think it's the state. Delaware might be an entire casino of a state. Nobody's been there and can say for sure. Yeah, the, uh, the Delaware <laughs> sports lottery, uh, you, you can do... Uh, parlays and get, get get parlay cards but no no straight bets and delaware's so. delaware's the first state we sell right isn't that where sb nation's incorporated i think it's where it's ev- where it's where everybody's incorporated because also capitalism is a giant casino <laughs> also joe flacco has that look of somebody who's spent like way too much time indoors around smokers and failure he knows what a polish middle is <laughs> oh, oh, jesus <laughs> Jesus, bud, come on. This is a family. It's not a family show. <laughs> Wait, so we need to know show. what that is. All right, so do y'all understand what, what a what a middle is? Nope. All right, so if you have nope. multiple, nope. let's call them outs, right? Like d- different spots to bet online, perhaps. Uh, and you see where a fav- you know, one team is favored by two at, this one sh- at the one shop, and then whoever they're playing... Uh, is maybe getting four points at another place. Well, if you lay two and you get four, mathematically, you can't actually lose both those bets, right? But there's a chance, right. a small chance, if the favorite wins by exactly three, that you win both. So the worst you do is you, is you, is you split. The best you do is uh, is you win both. A Polish middle is uh, a lot riskier. For instance, let's say you took a four-point favorite and a two-point underdog. You could still win both. Uh Potentially, but uh, or excuse me, but like, if the favorite wins by three, you're going to lose both of those bets. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so that's it's it's essentially there's a lot of downside risk to it if if a certain outcome happens. So it's something that's not really all that smart to do unless you're getting some pretty incredible odds. My guess was going to be it's when Sebastian Janikowski puts a handcuff key in your breakfast sandwich. Little present for me to you, friend. <laughs> but you ate the sandwich. Oh. <laughs> and serves it to himself with GHB. <laughs> to himself. No crime has been committed here. 
Yeah, to himself. That that is the key. That's that's the fair thing about Sebastian Janikowski. Who does he give it to? <laughs> Me. There is there is one non gambling question Spencer had for you, Bud, as well. I realize this. I've known you for quite some time, Bud. And um, if I have ever known your first name, your actual given first name, I don't know it. I, I've forgotten it. I don't We're know. Gonna take, we gonna take odds on this? <laughs> give me, give me, <laughs> give me some outs here, okay? My brave new world. Bud, being Budford. Budford. <laughs> Bud. Okay, so let's let's yeah, Bud. What kind of odds do you want to put that Bud is your actual first name or some der- some like version thereof? Uh I'll I'll go uh, three to one on that. Three to one on that. Okay. Um, Spencer, I'll give you Albert. Bud, what kind of odds are you going to give me on Albert? Who Albert? Uh, I'll give you five to two. All right. Um, Oliver. Oliver. How many? How, what are the odds looking like for Oliver? That's like twenty to one. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's let's see if we can come up with two more. Budworth. Um, but Budworth is a derivation of Bud. Okay. okay? Um, let's say William. Beelzebub. William. I'll give you four to, four my, to one on William. Four to one on William and um, Harry or Harold. Harold. I'll give you. What are the odds on Harold? I'll give you seven to two on Harry Harold. Okay, Spencer, those are your choices. Um, what are how? Let's assume it's a hundred dollars, and let's assume that yes, this is real. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Oliver. Just because it's a cool name. Taking the fork over, fork over the hundred dollars, <laughs> you dipshit. You lose. You get nothing. Assume it's real. You sound so happy. I yeah. This whole podcast is based on mutual pain. Put your hand in the box, Ryan. <laughs> that was a upsetting voice. <laughs> yeah, that was, in that addition, in that addition of Dune, the hand just comes right back out. <laughs> Ryan, was, just, ow, was, that hurts. Why would you do it's, that? It's Story's better stupid. than your British accent. Uh, no, Bud, would you reveal the true answer? When you said William, like, did you pull up our our namely or or what? what what what's the website? No, Fox employees go to uh, for the that that is what we have. But no, I just I just remember this because it's come up before. No, because yeah, William. William is because William is one of those names where it's very common to uh, to vibe off it, right? Like you're not William, you're Will, or then you're Bill, then you become Billy, and then Billy kind of goes to Bud. It's in that like tree of names, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my but, grandpa was Bill, and my dad's Bud, and I'm, I'm Bud as well. So that's you, you just you nailed that. Yeah, I nailed that before I was actually asked, and then when put in a test situation, chose the stupidest answer imaginable. <laughs> this is all really like this is on this is on brand. I feel good about this. This is this is helpful. Um, doing great, sweetie. I do also. I want to make one other uh, diversion here. Do you know who I thought about today when this case came out? Hmm. Richard Neuheisel. Do you all remember what happened to Rick Neuheisel at Washington? I do. He was, he was too good. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the problem. All right, so so we should clarify that many things happened to and around and by uh, his own hand. A lot of them were bad, like Jeremy Stevens bad. So that probably tells you enough. 
Um, but that's not why he got fired. Rick Neuheisel got fired in 2003. In the summer, he fell under investigation for what, Spencer? In the summer, uh, I believe it was for running a... He was running an NCAA pool, was he not? He was taking part in one. I don't know if he was running it or not. Um, The twist here is that, well, Rick did one dumb thing. When investigators uh, came asking about it, he denied it. That's always the worst idea, uh, especially when it's something as stupid and minor as this is. But then he came back and revealed that he had received an internal memo from the University of Washington, which authorized gambling in off-campus tournament basketball pools. So the AD uh, came to Rick and said, I'm going to give you two choices you can um, resign or you can be fired for cause because she she heard that the NCAA was considering giving him a two-year show cause. He refused, and he got fired on June 11th. Um, the NCAA did, in fact, find that he violated NCAA rules, but there was no two-year show cause because of that wonderful memo that mistakenly said, yes, you can do this. Uh that was not the end of the situation, however, because Rick sued the NCAA and the University of Washington because of his firing. Towards the end of trial, it was revealed that the NCAA had failed to turn over certain crucial evidence to New Heisel's attorneys. Uh, the new evidence, I'm reading from Wikipedia, obviously, bolstered his claim that the NCAA acted improperly during its investigation that eventually led to its firing, to his firing, excuse me. And so, both the NCAA and UW requested to settle before the case went to jury. Does anybody know how much money they gave Rick Neuheisel? Hmm. Four hundred dollars. Four and a half million dollars. That's that's <laughs> so more is what you're saying. More than no, that. no, no. You're I mean, you just offer some zeros. No, just I'm being clear. So more. more <laughs> what that. I'm telling you is that Rick Neuheisel has the greatest March Madness bracket story ever. <laughs> Your story about how you picked so-and-so to make the Final Four? Fuck that. Rick Neuheisel, through a long and twisted road, won a $4.5 million bracket pool. And man, I don't even know if his picks Ron, were good. He's up there in the Pantheon with Ron Prince, man. we got to make a constellation. He's a really special... I mean, here's the other thing I'll say about Rick Neuheisel before we move on. Uh, he has, like all coaches on Wikipedia, he has a coaching tree. His includes Tom Cable, Norm Chow, Carl Durrell, John Embry, Bobby Hawk. So, where is Carl Durrell? Uh, let's see. That's well, a that's a good Vandy question. You point? you looked that up while I intro. I got two stories about when gambling okay. kind of went sideways or please, happened. Please do. Okay. First <laughs> yeah. of all, um, as you know, I am a graduate of the Medill School of Journalism, um, or at least I play one on the internet when I enjoy making fun of Northwestern journalism grads. Um, it's for this um, because. Uh, there's been a pretty recent instance of somebody trying to influence a football game by uh, fumbling as a player when uh, when gambling has been in the water. Uh, that that happened at Northwestern, by the way, who had football players indicted in 1998 for allegedly trying to throw games, including a running back who uh, fumbled 
said he didn't said he had a sprained wrist. The film when we went to the film, gentlemen, uh, this this is not what it showed. Several football players ended up doing time for this, uh, either for the charges or for lying. None of those were journalism majors. None. Of, I would like to go ahead Surely. and remind everybody that none of them had the integrity and an honor of a Medill School of Journalism graduate. If they had, it would have never happened. Or they would have pled guilty. Or they would have pled guilty. I do think it's funny, though, that like Northwestern football was so insignificant that four players were tied up in this shit and no one knew it. <laughs> like It's not like a huge story. <laughs> people are like, ah, Northwestern, rocked by a scandal. Uh, people are like, oh, North- yeah, that makes sense. I'd, I'd, I'd commit crimes, too. I'd, I'd gamble. Especially if point shaving meant that, like, my fumbling wasn't unusual, right? That's what that's essentially what Northwestern football players figured out. That that even with the upturn in their fortunes post 1993-94-95, that they could fumble and it wouldn't look suspicious, right? Like oh. Don't you get it? They weren't they weren't gambling. They were laundering their own bad football. <laughs> wow. That's what they were doing. They were they were laundering their own shitty football team through a criminal scheme. It's fucking brilliant. It's that kind of entrepreneurial spirit that characterizes the Big Ten. That's right. Leaders, legends, launderers. Um, Carl Durrell is the wide receivers coach for the New York Jets. Mm, that feels right. Oof. <laughs> um, yeah. He also caught a tipped pass in 1986 against USC uh, when UCLA up 24 to nothing at the end of the first half on the final play of the half. Uh, faked a kneel down. <laughs> <laughs> Through a bob, which was tipped off the safety's hand, uh, caught by Darrell to go up thirty-one to nothing into the half. Sure, God, that's spicy. I want to find video of this. That's 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 blended. awesome. Man, you you really like you should go into every Hall of Fame that school has just for that moment, right? Like for me, there are moments like that for Florida football. Like for instance, um, they're not they're not recent. They're not recent. No, this is pretty old. Um, there was a player back in the '90s named John Exnitis. He is the only football player I know of who has an X in their last name that is not followed by an A. Um, he, uh, I think he was. I think it's a Greek last name. Uh, it's like X Y N. Um, he's really hard to find in college football reference, but he's easy to find in my heart, and this is why. John X Nidus, um, on a fair catch signal against Florida State, um, decided to completely ignore. The fair catch signal and seized his moment of glory by spearing God, i want to say it might have been peter warwick i don't think it was um it just completely ran through his man obliterated him he got a scholarship the week before for being like a hard-working walk-on spurrier was like yeah you don't have to pay for school now got you know you're a walk-on uh, now, now you got a scholarship congratulations and he celebrated by immediately costing the team field position, getting a 15-yard penalty and getting ejected from the game for running through at Florida State kick return, or punt returner, who is fair signaling. That man, that man, that man is in that same Carl Durrell catching a tip pass Hall of Fame for running up the score in his own way. Walk-on who gets a scholarship is sort of like the um, British MI6 agent who gets double O status, which is to say that most of the time you're like, oh, you earned it, such hard work, etc. In this case, and probably in others, Sometimes that power is abused. I'm sure there were double O's that were like, here is your license to kill. And they're just like, blam, 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 blam. <laughs> they also probably went to Florida, so it all comes. Yeah, no, so. undoubtedly. Double O Hernandez. <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh. That does explain Ronnie Wilson. Mm, it's true. On Tom Brady's Secret Service. It is it is unusual to see a football player prosecuted for a crime, bud. I know. It does <laughs> It does happen. Albeit years later and out of the jurisdiction. <laughs> but still, that's a form of justice. God, this is it's only several murders later. <laughs> listen. Listen, the good news is legalized gambling in a sport where the players don't get paid definitely won't lead to any problems. Oh, God. I think we all agree on that. No, but this is all... See, okay, we were talking about the the college football hipsterdom and and asymmetrical information. The group of five is where this is going to get real fun. Yes. (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You mean that I'm, shitty football? I'm just going to stake out Toledo right now. That's my gambling uh, Toledo's already had an issue with this. Yeah. I, why do you think? Yeah. I know. It's the last place they'll check. Quietly, the cor- somewhere in the corners of Ohio are, are most like depraved and like... Actually, no. I want East Carolina. I'm going to run that shit out of Greenville because it's real hard to get to and they are mean drunks. I got to be honest. I don't know if ECU is organized enough to pull this off. Like I think ECU yeah, could definitely Ocean's Eleven like, this like and then you... show up and show up and be like, "Oh man, none of us have guns." Shit. That's what. What about when you USF? fire Ruffin McNeil? They blow people out normally, and they could, you know, maybe not win by quite as much. They're in Shady Tampa. Is that is that your pick, Bud? If I'm putting you in charge, I, like, I, what are your three schools where you're like, I think I could make it happen? Are <laughs> USF for sure? Because uh, I know the oh, kids Monroe. already. You know, like since they're recruits. Um, Louisiana Tech. All the directional Louisiana schools. <laughs> yep. yep. Like, including, just, including just Louisiana. I know you don't want to be Louisiana Lafayette anymore. Computer show a heat map with proximity to Tunica. <laughs> and I, like, I'm just getting a compass and drawing a circle around like half day's Man. driving distance of Tunica mm. and I'm taking everything in that map. And Southern Gold Miss the belly of this beast. Yeah. Southern, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're leaving out Memphis. Where are my manners? Paula Dean said she'd break my knee if I didn't shave points. I'm sorry. See, Memphis, I could see having multiple players on multiple sides of this, right? With different sharks involved in it, right? So the quarterback tries to throw a pick, right? But, like, the DB can't catch it because he's on the take the other way. So he's got to tip it up and, like, yeah. Speaking of things we aren't going to get sued for, there is at least one certain unemployed coach I'm thinking of right now for whom this has to be a very heartening news day. Hmm. Who's that? I thought. Well, I thought we were trying not to get sued. No. Why, why would you bring it up then? What's oh, wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. That. That's. Yeah. I will. I will let. I will let you. Yes. She's correct. We'll. We'll. We'll sort of try to figure out a way to do this without getting ourselves in trouble. How do we here. do this without doing this? How do we do this without doing this? In the meantime, I have another great historical anecdote. Which is my favorite team to talk about in the world, Notre Dame, who actually their entire legend is tied up in gambling. And I will weave this story for you, okay? Because uh, you remember our. Uh, the Galloping Ghost was actually a horse. This is close to that. So, George Gipp, who was, uh, who was a star football player for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, um, he. Uh, Turns out George Gipp, like that entire, like most Notre Dame legends, it's all horse shit. And it's also all, like most Notre Dame legends, it starts with, turns out. Turns out, um, yeah, it was it was all a lie because George Gipp's played by Ronald Reagan. 
he's the one who dies says hey we'll one for the gipper and reagan like becomes part of his mythos um it, that's it's a lie it's a complete lie george gip um was a hard drinking poker playing pool shooting and as it turns out hustling gambler the only who, notre dame player we've ever liked yeah <laughs> who played for newt rockney uh, and played for two years and was eventually kicked out despite posting no grades. So he did the Deion Sanders for two years. Okay. He he skipped that whole I'll drop classes and go pro. He just never, he just never did that. He would go and like play pool and gamble in the twenties when you could really like get in trouble for that and get shot, you know, like your cousin in Tunica. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was how everywhere was. That was how South Bend was. So uh, at one point, Gip, uh, who gambled on his own team all the time, okay? And Gip wasn't alone, by the way. Uh, Gip and the entire Notre Dame team would be involved in bets on games, all right? Uh, and <laughs> this is this is an amazing number for the 20s. So it's a team building. The total that the squad had on their game against Army one year when Gip was playing for them in the 20s, all right, was $4,200, all right, in the 20s. I'm going to translate that for you just in case you haven't done the conversion. It's $4 billion. The team was able to bet $4 billion uh, against in their own game against Army. When people grouse about how they miss football the way it used to be, I'm going to pretend that this is what they're talking about. Yeah, and according to Bobby Pope of the Macon Telegraph, and who are we to doubt Bobby Pope, uh, <laughs> this was Gip's, Gip was such a good gambler, right? That he lived. Did he live in the dorms, y'all? No. George Gipp did not live in the dorms. Did he live in like an off-campus apartment? No, no, no. He lived downtown in the South Bend Hotel during the majority of his time at Notre Dame, according to this article. The best quote being, uh, against Army, Gipp had played very poorly in the first half. Newt Rockney got after him. And uh, Newt Rockney said, I guess you don't have any interest in this game. Nice burn, dork. Anyway, can, I guess you don't want to be here. I'll just wait. Can we talk about the inflation calculator using that story? You think four, you think I overshot it by four billion? We'll come back to that in a second. But I gotta right, get to okay. the second half of this quote. So, so Newt Rockney said, "I guess you, I guess you don't have any interest in this game." And Gip said in response, "Look, Rock, I got four hundred bucks bet on this game, and I'm not about to blow it." <laughs> This started as kind of like a, you know, yeah, eat shit Notre Dame kind of story. Respect to, respect to George Gipp, though. Made the most of it, man. And that's where Juvenile got the idea for 400 degrees. This- <laughs> that came from that came from UNC, by the way. That was the inspiration. Damn it. Damn it, yeah. Why are you like this? He can't help it. He can't help it. Um, But also brought up earlier when we were talking... The best application for this, which is so. Wait, I now think can we talk about the financial calculator? Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Spencer, how Spencer, bad are you? Do at math? math like a horse. <laughs> I didn't even look it up, y'all. <laughs> it's actually, if I had to bet what four thousand two hundred dollars is in modern dollars, um, it from like, let me see. I would go ahead and bet that it's probably equivalent to. I'll bet it's equivalent to twenty eight thousand dollars. That that's my guess. Have you already beat me to this? No, it was four hundred. You said 
Um, the team bet for the team bet a combined four thousand two hundred dollars, and this being so, I would go ahead and take a baseline baseline year of like nineteen twenty. So I put nineteen eighteen. I hope that works for you. Um, and that's the equivalent of seventy five thousand dollars, a little a little over seventy five grand. So Less. you were close. You were short by like three point nine. Nine two five billion. That's that's fine. That's fine. I'm not a finance major. That's yeah. It's weird that you got into college football blogging with uh, with this fiscal talent of yours. I'm telling you, four billion sounded like four billion dollars. That felt right. And if it felt right in my soul, that's that's cool. Spencer, I want you to make me a promise. I don't ask much of you, but if you ever try to restructure your mortgage, um, I want you to call it. I want you to call an adult first. Okay. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> too late, buddy. If that mortgage was in Florida, I was going to sell you one of our sponsors of my other podcast, actually. <laughs> Let's talk about that other podcast. Let's do an ad for it right now. That's that's the funny. Like the funniest part is that if I actually was buying, if I were buying a house in in Florida, like. I would make no attempt to make it a legitimate thing whatsoever. Like, no, like nothing. There would be no responsibility to other humans involved. And be like, oh, this is in Florida? Whatever. Be like, what's the interest rate? Doesn't matter. I'm not paying any of this. It's fine. Jingle mail. Yeah. Any other any other state, I would be like, well, these are good people. I should go ahead and just give them money back. Florida, I'm like, like no, man. You're going to have to He's take this like, out of my, my kidneys. My name is Daniel Fromage. <laughs> <laughs> Owner of this house is technically a public constrictor. Yeah, he's a good snake. It's fine. That's just Charlie. He don't mean nothing. Anyway, so Bud pointed out that the advantage of this is that the technological times that we live in mean what it means to bet on sports is very different than it did back in the Gipper's day. The Gipper could just bet. I assume these bets were just like. Notre Dame is going to beat Army, or Army is going to lose to Notre Dame. Those are the same things, but if you say them in jaunty accents, you can get somebody to make a bet on either side. It won't matter. Um, but now, Bud, if what you're saying is accurate, we can get much more granular. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. You have the uh, in-game wagering, which is God, really this is, this really is good for gambling idea. addicts. Uh, it's probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah, but good, you mean awful. So, yeah, you, you can uh, – I, I don't know the tennis terms necessarily, but basically you can bet uh, like after each serve in tennis. It, it, the odds change like that quickly. Um, after each after each stroke in golf, uh, there, there's just like incredible online uh, like live wagering opportunities after each – I don't think you can do each pitch in baseball, but you can definitely do after each batter. God, it would really help um, pass the time in baseball if you could. Yeah, exactly. Um, so all these little micro bets and, and it, it, it uh, helps people to, to feel like they're not betting quite so much and, um, you know, keep uh, keep more action in the game. And um, I imagine at some point it's going to be, you know, hey, what, what's what's the next play going to be, run or pass, you know, that kind of stuff uh, eventually. You can't do that, you know, quite yet. But uh, but, but you could, in theory, do things like, oh, are, are they going to convert this third down or something yeah. like that? Yeah, like out of a timeout or something? Sure. Yeah, could I just bet? Could I bet? Like, is this next pass going to be a pick? Because that'd be really fun. Once a year, I have that superpower. Yeah, no, I'm pretty good at. I'm pretty good at like feeling when like. You know what? I really wish you could bet on. I wish you could bet on whether somebody was going to make a field goal. 
immediately, like up to you, the second you, they you, kick you, it, right? You would, because you would absolutely take the no option every time. Yeah, no, no, no. I would because because like that's one of those things that more often than not, I think I get right if I just had to guess because it's a vibe thing. Everybody looks wrong before a bad kick's coming, and I can't quite explain it. No, remember in the coach's film room? Uh, yeah. At the at the title game when they no was it the title it game was Georgia was it? Oklahoma yeah mm-hmm. and they 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 line up and you see every coach in the room just go oh no 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 <laughs> and they all and I was like no 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 I get that because kicking is one of those like intuition things that more often than I think is better than random when it comes to looking at it and going yeah something's off here now everything you're saying replace kicker and kicking game with roulette and roulette wheel and you sound exactly like every dipshit gambler just for the record it's a can vibe I, thing i just have a read on it i just have a feeling how many i can just sort of how get many it. games how many trips to the roulette table in a row have i come away up how many at this point I, I, at this I point it's know. seven i've had seven <laughs> i've had seven straight trips to the roulette table oh man no i'm it's Shit. I'm on some sort of really bizarre and I know completely random roulette thing. And I can only claim that it's my positive attitude that gets me. It's your, cherry, disp- the roulette it's your cherry disposition. By the way, in stadium Wi-Fi. Oh God. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> worth it just for this. Have you guys thought about that? All the ways in which, all the ways in which that has sucked in the past. Yeah, to force them to actually fix. commit to this. Well, no, you could beat the, uh, the, the delay on TV. Oh, oh my, my god! Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leverage we're gonna leverage oh, that difference, aren't we? In bud in bud letting the Monday newsletter, figure out how to use the delay between TV and the live action to get an edge on the sharks. This is everybody's gonna be like, why is Bud at this cal this like Cal FCS game? He's like nobody here, so the Wi-Fi signal is impeccable. <laughs> you, you realize you this see, is gonna happen. You see the, the upload box. speeds I'm getting. No, not the media, bud. Don't don't they the have wait? No, Wi-Fi. don't they have a betting window like in the media area at the Derby? Yeah, but that's it different. already exists in a couple. No, I'm saying in places where gambling is intrinsically part of the experience, it already exists. Jesus, everybody we hate is going to have so many dumb shit opinions about this. I can't wait, man. This is- how is how is that different from now? Oh, it's different. It's different because gambling is one of those things that attracts um, capital D dumb guys, capital G, right? Like like right. that and Bradley Cooper movies. Like that's <laughs> that's who I didn't say the ones where he plays Rocket Raccoon. Don't look at me like that. That's, that's his different. finest work. Those are, those those are Vin Diesel movies. Look it up. Vin Diesel movies. Yeah, any movie where a guy has slick back hair and has the world at his feet, right? Like that's Wolf of Wall Street is a dumb guy movie. That's it not is. Bradley Cooper. It's, it's not? Oh my gosh. No. None of those people are Bradley Cooper. <laughs> no, like Limitless. None of those people are Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's no, a Limitless? Limitless is Bradley Cooper. Limitless, that, yeah. I was just counting right. on him not to know that. No, that much I do know. <laughs> yeah. You know Big? Big with Bradley also Cooper? Also not Bradley Cooper. <laughs> God, how did Spencer lose $5,000 betting on what movies Bradley Cooper is in? <laughs> they kept giving me more chances. <laughs> Holly, Holly runs a mean casino, but effectively. <laughs> but yeah, that's like that. That's it's a dumb guy thing, right? They'll be like, "Yeah, man, I got the system, I got it down, I see the matrix, I got this." 
These college football rooms won't know what's happening. We need like a little, we need a Venmo style, like micro betting platform. That's like a social network with you and your friends. <laughs> my, no, you didn't say that out no, loud. My business model is I take all your money. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's what you're describing is like a curse jar, for, but for stupid. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be it. I'd just be like, listen, I need data on whoever listens to the Joe Rogan podcast. Really enjoys Limitless by Bradley Cooper. And love sports betting. Coming that's, for you, Rappaport. That's my target audience. I need this. How soon till the full cast is sponsored by BetDSI? Seconds. Yesterday. We might that email might be in my inbox right now. It's a shame. I'll never read it. We should be so lucky. No, we'll never. Come on, bud. You've you've heard us do ad reads. Nobody wants to. Oh, is there business. not an ad read tonight? I noticed we don't have an ad read this week. I I didn't check, so if there is <laughs> We do, we if do have if there ad. is, it will go here. We do have an ad read. It's for bloodletting. Bloodletting. <laughs> Can we do a horse racing one and call it talking about the foals? Brought to you by four hymns. <gasps> no, that feels like it's an Eagles podcast now. It's confusing. Yeah. We don't have an ad read tonight, but we will go ahead and pimp all of these businesses we've created based around basically telling dumb guys that we're going to take their money. Also, still, fuck cheese it. <laughs> cheese it the snack of cowards you've been wagering hard a little nervous need to work out those jaw muscles cheese it you've been losing you've been losing big time at the tables why don't you lose in your stomach cheese it wait what what is the what is the genesis of the cheese it hate i do not i don't need know. a lot of cheeses but still I'm, we I'm just decided we just decided whenever we jason just decided because we didn't have a sponsor one week that we would call out cheese it for not sponsoring us and sense. so this is kind of like a protection racket but not an effective one so if they sponsor us, we won't say all these bad things about them. You had me at protection racket. Thank you. Um, we do have one sort of thing to announce. Um, we're doing a live show in Atlanta on Friday, August 31st. We don't know where it will be. We don't know when it will be. We don't know how much tickets will be. But we are letting you know this because um, if you would like to be on... I guess the like early notification list, you should send us an email at shutdownfullcast at voxmedia.com, V-O-X media.com. There's already like 200 some people on also, that list, which feels weird. this is more information than you usually have about anything relating to the full cast in advance, so don't complain. Oh, I'm going to be there. Oh, oh no, oh, shit, special butt appearance. The, uh, like Gwinnett County is doing this insane um, like jamboree thing where you have like 10 of the best high school teams in the nation all play on, on Labor Day weekend. Oh my God. And just what we need yet wait, another wait. cross section of sports fans in Atlanta on Labor Day. Yeah. Wait, this is going to be great. Wait, guys, guys, we're taking Bud to Dragon Con. Yes. What what character would do we cosplay him as? Darth Maul. Just Bud. He's just, he's just going as himself. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I was sure Holly was going to say something I didn't know, but I, I do know Darth Maul is. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't really understand. I don't watch a lot of Star Trek, so. <laughs> I know enough Star Trek to know like the names of the series. I don't know like the actual. No, the I want your. Are- I want you in Darth Maul gear, but your face is like you're done up like the FSU glitter guys. <laughs> but with no, I'm telling you, if we just if we just send Bud as himself, it'll be like, are you like super casual, Dr. Alan Grant? Oh and my God, be like, yeah, I... that's so brave. What do you yes, think the cross section is of hardcore college, college football recruiting fans and 
attendees at Dragon Con. It might That's be. the thing. That's the thing about this weekend in Atlanta. It's the greatest people watching spot in America because on any given weekend or like on any given like street corner or like random hotel lobby, you will have Dragon Con fans talking to Alabama fans waiting for the shuttle, rubbing shoulders with people who have like we ran into people a couple of years ago who had stormtrooper uniforms that were done up in like Tennessee colors. There's also a dude named Darth Vall. Which is a really good, really good description of Tennessee's quarterback. Yeah, so, but I guess my answer is more than you think. Every year it's more than you think. More intersection than you think. Also, Black Pride it's, Weekend is also yeah, that Pride weekend. weekend. There's also usually something NASCAR-y, and if the Braves are in town. All right, but here's, let's By put the way, it this way. Is Alabama playing in, on, in Atlanta on Labor Day this year? It's Auburn this year, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, I don't think Alabama's in town for that. I think I they, say, they play if you Louisville. Are ever at like a nice hotel on Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, watching Bama fans roll up to check in their rooms next to attendees at uh, Black Pride weekend. Oh, it's great! Is is a really awesome people watching event. Yeah, that is uh, that's it's fantastic. a beautiful human tapestry. I did see one year uh, we went around for the original shutdown. Uh, fullback, and we did find Alabama Zangief, which it was a guy dressed up like Zangief who could carry it off. He's like a big dude with a beard wearing like the wrestling panties, right? And uh, yeah, found him, and uh, he's a Bama fan. Like, we were like, ha ha ha, you're here for Dragon <laughs> Con, right? There's like no way that you're like here for the game. He's like, oh, I'm going to the game. Yeah, roll tide. That's who you're training to kill. <laughs> 